everyone. Welcome back to Jeff's Bible Trek. This is the seventh and final episode in our series entitled After the Heart of God. This episode will be considerably shorter, I think, than previous episodes, as there's not much left <laughs> to David's life in the Word at this point. Well, there came a point where all of David's enemies were subdued, and you'll find all of this in 2 Samuel 21 and 22. There were more wars against the Philistines and some actual Philistine giants, including the brother of Goliath. And now, as David reflects on his many victories, he writes a song of praise. It's Psalm 18, and right in the title it says, Composed when the Lord rescued David from all his many enemies, including from the brutality of Saul. He said, I love you, Yahweh, and I'm bonded to you, my strength. Yahweh, you're the bedrock beneath my feet, my faith fortress, my wonderful deliverer, my God, my rock of rescue where none can reach me. You're the shield around me, the mighty power that saves me and my high place. All I need to do is call on you, Yahweh, the praiseworthy God. When I do, I'm safe and sound in you, delivered from my foes. For when the cords of death wrapped around me and torrents of destruction overwhelmed me, taking me to death's door, in my distress I cried out to you, the delivering God. And from your temple throne you heard my troubled cry, and my sobs went right into your heart. The earth itself shivered and shook. It reeled and rocked before him. As the mountains trembled, they melted away, for his anger was kindled on my behalf. Fierce flames leapt from his mouth, erupting with blazing, burning coals as smoke and fire encircled him. He stretched heaven's curtain open and came to my defense. Swiftly he rode to earth as the stormy sky was lowered. He rode a chariot of thunderclouds amidst thick darkness. His steed was a cherub, soaring on outstretched wings of spirit wind. Wrapped in the thick cloud darkness, his thunder tabernacle surrounded him. He hid himself in mystery darkness. The dense rain clouds were his garments. Suddenly, the brilliance of his presence broke through with lightning bolts and hail, a tempest dropping coals of fire. The Lord thundered. The great God above every god spoke with his thunder voice from the sky. The Most High uttered his voice. He released his lightning arrows and routed my foes. See how they ran and scattered in fear. Then with his mighty roar he laid bare the foundations of the earth, uncovering the secret source of the sea. The hidden depths of land and sea were exposed by the blast of his hot breath. He rescued me from the mighty waters and drew me to himself. Even though I was helpless in the hands of my hateful strong enemy, you were good to deliver me. When I was at my weakest, my enemies attacked but the Lord held on to me. His love broke open the way, and he brought me into a beautiful, broad place. He rescued me because his delight is in me. He rewarded me for doing what's right and staying pure. 
I will follow his commands, and I'll not sin by ceasing to follow him no matter what. For I've kept my eyes focused on his righteous words, and I've obeyed everything that he's told me to do. I've been blameless before him and followed all his ways, keeping my heart pure. And so Yahweh has rewarded me according to my righteousness, because I kept my heart clean before his eyes. Good people will taste your goodness, and to those who are loyal to you, you prove, you love to prove that you are loyal and true. And for those who are purified, they found you always pure. But you'll outwit the crooked and cunning with your craftiness. To the humble, you bring heaven's deliverance, but the proud and haughty, you disregard. God, all at once, you turned on a floodlight for me. You are the revelation light in my darkness, and in your brightness I can see the path ahead. With you as my strength, I can crush an enemy horde, advancing through every stronghold that stands in front of me. What an awesome psalm. These are some incredibly poignant words, written from one heart to another, from deep to deep from the depths of one heart to the depths of another. And now we finally reach the end of David's life. This is in 2 Samuel 23 and 24. And in these chapters are the last words of David. We are given the list of David's mighty men, larger than life, men of renown. There's the account of David wanting to count his fighting fighting men, and this results in some momentary anger on the part of God. But David abandons the effort eventually. But then he builds an altar to God, something many Old Testament saints did to mark significant memories. And for him, those memories are a life lived in God's intimate presence. David decides to write a song about these memories and lessons learned, lessons learned as a legacy to the next generation. And whether he knew it or not, it's a legacy that's still being passed on to us and all who will come after us. Psalm 37 is the result. It is a testament to the fruits of a life lived in fellowship with God a life which is possible for all of us to experience. This psalm is not so much a song, but a set of proverbs put to music. It may have been what Solomon, what gave Solomon the idea for his own book of Proverbs, with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, of course. <laughs> Listen to the words of Psalm 37. Don't follow after the wicked ones or be jealous of their wealth. Don't think for a moment they're better off than you. They and their short-lived success will soon shrivel up and quickly fade away, like grass clippings in the hot sun. Keep trusting in the Lord, and do what is right in His eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God, and you will dwell in the land, feasting on His faithfulness. Find your delight and true pleasure in Yahweh, and he will give you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct your life, and as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. (laughs) I love that. 
He will appear as your righteousness, as sure as the dawning of a new day. He will manifest as your justice, as sure and strong as the noonday sun. Quiet your heart in his presence and wait patiently for Yahweh. And don't think for a moment that the wicked in their prosperity are better off than you. Stay away from anger and revenge. Keep envy far from you, for it only leads you into lies. For one day the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will inherit the land. Just a little while longer and the ungodly will vanish. You will look for them in vain. But the humble of heart will inherit every promise and enjoy abundant peace. Let the weak, the wicked keep plotting against the godly with all their sneers and arrogant jeers. God laughs at the wicked and their plans, for he knows their day is coming. Day by day, the Lord watches the good deeds of the godly, and he prepares for them his forever reward. Even in a time of disaster, he will watch over them, and they will always have more than enough, no matter what happens. When Yahweh delights in how you live your life, he establishes your every step. If they stumble badly, they will soon survive, for the Lord lifts them up with his hands. I was once inexperienced, but now I'm old. Not once have I found a lover of God forsaken by him, nor any or nor have any of their children gone hungry. Instead, I have found the godly ones to be the generous ones who give freely to others. Their children are blessed and become a blessing. God lovers make the best counselors. Their words possess wisdom and are right and trustworthy. The ways of God are in their hearts and they won't swerve from the paths of steadfast righteousness. Evil ones spy on the godly ones, stalking them to find something they could use to accuse them, but they're out for the kill. But God will foil all their plots. The godly will not stand condemned when brought to trial. So don't be impatient for Yahweh to act. Keep moving forward steadily in his ways, and he will exalt you to possess the land. You'll watch with your own eyes and see the wicked lose everything. I've already seen this happen. Every evil sinner will be destroyed, obliterated. They'll be utter failures with no future. But the Lord will be the Savior of all who love him. Even in their time of trouble, God will live in them as strength. Because of their faith in him, their daily portion will be a father's help and deliverance from evil. This is true for all who turn to hide themselves in him. In conclusion, let me say a few things about a life lived after the heart of God. Being a person after the heart of God begins with a desire to be so. That desire will then cause you to cry out to him, to invade your life with his presence. The word of God will be very important in this journey, particularly the book of Psalms. Being in the word of God daily is the path to knowing God better. 
I encourage you to get into a Through the Bible in a Year reading plan. If you aren't currently using one, I encourage you to download the YouVersion app from the App Store and then find the Life Journal reading plan. I encourage you to use the New Living Translation, or in particular, the Passion Translation in your reading plan. You can still use your regular version at church, but using these other versions will unlock the great love and passion that God has for you, and the great love for God that David modeled for us. The book of Psalms, particularly those written by David, will ignite the flame of passion within you to know God even better. Well, I commend you in your pursuit of the very heart of God, and that your pursuit will result in a more satisfying relationship with God than you've ever had. God bless you.